0: So, any parent out there will understand the utter exhaustion that comes with having a sick baby at home. Oh my gosh. You know that you have to drop everything because they are your world, but you also have a job and commitments and things you have to do. So, anywho, I was up all night with the baby, upset. He was feverish. Luckily, this afternoon, his fever really broke. Um, but he's still not eating like usual or any of those things so I am exhausted guys and if that comes through that is why. Anywho I do have two mini stories for you guys and three longer stories some of them have like multiple parts to them but anyway without further ado we will go ahead and jump into the news. Welcome back to the news du jour a calmer space to consume the news. So first up, for mini stories, I wanted to let you guys know that Ashley Olson has welcomed a baby boy. News only recently broke that she had privately gotten married, so there isn't much info out about this child's arrival. But we wanted to say congrats to this icon on welcoming a new family member. And for a second mini story, Alex Murdoch's friend gets sentenced to four years in prison for helping him to steal from their housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield's family. If you guys remember, Gloria Satterfield is the one who supposedly fell down the stairs. But when push came to shove, Alex Murdoch pled guilty to basically trying to collect her insurance money. So Long story short, this man was a co-conspirator in that crime. For our first longer story today, I did want to issue a content warning. This story involves the search for missing and perished loved ones. So I wanted to give you guys an update on everything that's going on in Maui because there's a lot going on with it. First and foremost, the death toll has surpassed 100. So unfortunately, the death toll has arrived at 106 people. Again, these are the deadliest fires in the U.S. in over a century, and they're continuing to set new and higher records as the search continues for the dead. Officials have been gun-shy in setting expectations, but they have said that the number is definitely going to continue rising. They're using cadaver dogs and x ray machines to look for humans who may have been trapped in the rubble and ash. DNA specialists are being called in to help identify remains. People who have helped in Ukraine on the battlefield and at 9 11's Ground Zero, they have these rapid DNA technologies that can essentially scan people's DNA and within two hours have answers. The device is only the size of a laser printer, so it's pretty miraculous, and they're using this technology to, again, identify the remains of the people they're finding. The first initial list of victims has been put out to help loved ones finally have answers to where their missing loved ones are. But again, this is just the initial list of people who are easily identifiable and And there may be a while before every victim can be found and identified, maybe weeks or even months. Amidst all of this, though, there has been a bit of a discussion about Biden's role in helping Hawaii recover. Obviously, you know, he declared it an emergency and released federal funds. But some are saying he's just not doing enough. He announced on Tuesday that he and the First Lady would be traveling to Maui to inspect the damage and greet the grieving families. That said, he has stated that he doesn't want to get in the way of things. He doesn't want photo ops with him to supersede the important work that the governor and rescue teams are doing right now. And the governor there has pushed back on the idea that Biden isn't helping. He wrote online, quote, Mahalo for having our backs in this time of need with the full force of the federal government. End quote. I hope that the people there are getting all the help that they're needing, whether that's funds, a shoulder to cry on, or a helpful hand to rebuild. Our hearts are with you, Maui. I also wanted to remind you guys that we have a fundraiser going on for Maui on both my personal and our News De Jour Instagram accounts. It's the same fundraiser, um, but you guys can jump in there. If you just go to our profile, it's right there. Can't miss it. Um, and that's a way to donate very easily. But anywho, next up for today, we are going to be discussing people still reeling from the Georgia indictment news and a couple of new updates to do with Trump and those charges. First up, Fannie T. Willis just yesterday proposed March fourth as a date for the trial to start in Georgia, which is insane. Not only is it insane because that's very soon, but it's also insane because that is the day before Super Tuesday, you guys, aka the day where the Republican nomination will be voted on in more than a dozen states. Now, on the one hand, Trump has been profiting off of these trials and having the trials start the day before would have his name on everyone's mind going into those voting booths maybe it would actually help him get the vote out that he needs. That said, it also could remind more moderate Republicans of the wrong thing, that he faces very serious charges that carry very serious prison time. Now, no one wants to throw Trump in jail to await trial, but you guys, that is on the table. At the end of the day, when a plaintiff cannot follow simple orders from a judge At home, they will be sent to jail to await trial. And there is nothing stopping one of these judges from throwing Trump in jail until the trial begins. Obviously, no one wants that because it would interfere with his campaign efforts and it would anger a lot of people. But a lot of attorneys are chiming in saying, if Trump were a normal citizen, he would already be behind bars by now for all of the things that he's saying online, especially about the judges themselves. That would be enough to put a normal person behind bars for disrespecting these judges. That said, sending a former president to jail would not be a cakewalk. It would involve Secret Service and all kinds of other protocol to be put in place. So Ugh, what are the options here? The judge has said that she might make the trial move a little more quickly than she usually would in order to simply avoid having to take such actions against Trump. We'll see how things play out. And for our last little mini story in Trump-related news, Giuliani is out of cash. So it turns out that siding with President Trump is a pretty costly game. While Trump can rely time and time again on his base to send him funds to get him out of legal costs, Rudy Giuliani is not so lucky. He took up the president's cause and the president's lies, and what did he get in return? A big fat bill that he cannot pay. He said in court on Monday that he is effectively out of cash. He has to sell his Manhattan condo, which will sell to the tune of like $6.5 million. So he's not exactly broke, but he's having to sell it in order to try to pay all the fees he owes to both attorneys and victims and even some to electronics companies for all of his hosting of his records, which is insane. It's something like $20,000 for that. And on top of all this, he doesn't really have a way to make money right now due to the fact that his law license is suspended. He is potentially facing disbarment in D.C. and New York, which may permanently leave him in a financial lurch. Also, one more tidbit to do with Trump before we move on to a different subject. Right as I was going to record this, I did see a headline that a far right group has posted the names and addresses of the grand jury members who voted to indict Trump in Georgia, And they posted those names and addresses to a website online. And obviously, the far right has been, you know, participating ever since January 6th. There have been a number of violent incidents to do with the far right. And people are definitely worried for their safety, understandably, with these names and addresses being posted online Hopefully they can get taken down quickly for safety reasons, but I definitely think this is an alarming headline and I wanted to make sure you guys knew about it. If anything else comes of it, I will be sure to cover that in tomorrow's episode. And for our final story today, I wanted to tell you guys about Michael Orr suing Leanne Toohey and her family. Well, The Blindfold is coming off when it comes to The Blindside. I have heard rumblings for years that Michael Orr was not happy with the telling of his story in this film, The Blindside, featuring Sandra Bullock. And now he is officially suing his so-called family. Why? Let's get into the details. So Michael Ower, the former NFL tackle, is coming forward with a lawsuit alleging that the Tui family, as depicted in The Blind Side, did not actually give him adoption papers to sign, but actually gave him papers for a conservatorship. Yes, just like Britney Spears. And he's alleging that he was told they were these were adoption papers and now he was becoming part of their family all of that and that is not at all what he signed his name to you see they have profited they being the Tui family greatly off of his story with rights to the film as well as his football career and he's claiming that they have kept money that is rightfully his He's also asking them to immediately stop representing themselves to be his adoptive parents, as this is false. Ower is simply seeking the money that he is owed with interest for all the years it was kept from him, which sounds pretty fair to me. I would imagine that this entire experience has been hurtful and completely traumatizing for him, so I hope he not only gets the funds that he deserves, but the healing as well. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote. When everything goes to hell, the people who stand by you without flinching, they are your family. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh.